0: Welcome to Lead Time Chats, where you can listen in on unscripted conversations between engineering leaders and other influential folks in tech. I'm Jean, and I'll be your host. Lead Time Chats is brought to you by Range. Range helps hybrid teams check in asynchronously about what matters most. Know what's happening through status updates that pull from tools like GitHub and JIRA without scheduling yet another meeting. Checking in with Range creates more focused time for heads down work, all while feeling a deeper sense of connection and belonging with your team. To learn more about Range, you can check it out at range.co. Hi, Anna, thanks for joining me for Lead Time Chats today. Hi, Jean, thank you for having me. So today our topic is something I'm really excited to talk to you about, which is how software development is a team ultra endurance sport. And... The reason I'm particularly excited about it is I honestly know nothing about ultra endurance sports, but I really love when people you know take what they're doing outside of work, what they're passionate about there and draw parallels and insights between work and the other parts of their lives. And so Anna at work, you're a director of uh, engineering at Twitter, and then you, in your personal life, do a lot of ultra endurance sports. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about what like what role does that play in your life? How did you get into it? I'm sure other people also just don't know that much about it.
1: Let's see. So as as you said, I am um, a director of engineering at Twitter. And so before, I guess, let's see, starting from a little bit before that, I have always been active all my life, physically active and did various things, but not nothing, nothing endurance, like no running much. And when I had my children Mm -hmm. i have twins and when they were five months old i went back to work full time and i found that i had no more time left for my favorite physical activities of playing ping pong or dancing or all sorts of stuff. And so I found the easiest way to get physical activity was to just put my running shoes on and go outside and run in the neighborhood. And that was enjoyable. And at some point somehow got myself into doing a half marathon, San Francisco half marathon. And I enjoyed it so much that I literally that same day recovering from the race, On my couch, I was figuring out how I can sign up for the next thing, which turned out to be a full marathon. And so, and ultimately I found just stumbled upon trail running and fell in love with it completely. There was no turning back. I found that it gave me, it was the much needed me time where I was alone. It was, I am the kind of person who can't do meditation sitting still. But meditation running is really what works for me. Also, it's my time to listen to audiobooks, podcasts, think about some problem that I have at work or home. So, really, really enjoyable. And just being enjoying the nature as well. And I'm blessed to live in the Bay Area here with. Just gorgeous, uh, gorgeous places to run and explore. So that's how I stumbled into this. And then casually started as I started meeting more runners and learning about local races. I kind of started increasing the distances and just exploring, using running as a way to explore also. Even when I went on business trips to New York or Philadelphia or somewhere else, and I usually have only an hour to, to see a new place, the easiest way to do that would be, again, put my shoes on and just go back and run around, you know, some some new area. And so that always was my kind of tool to explore and recharge wherever I go. And so, yeah, here, here we are. And this this year, just I'm not a serious runner and obviously I started late. So it's more my kind of the thing I do for my uh, own recharging and enjoyment and this year i do occasional races this year i did a couple of 30 k's and uh, half marathon and i'm planning to do a full marathon in death valley in a few weeks uh, which i'm really excited about and again not planning to have any sort of wins or anything but really explore, it's an area that is just gorgeously beautiful titus canyon that i've always dreamed about running along the trail and so looking forward to that
0: so yep yeah. It's it's interesting because uh, I have two kids too, and like I totally understand not not being able to find time for yourself. But it sounds like you started off just running around the neighborhood, but now I imagine those those like long distance runs actually do do quite take up quite a bit of time. But I was excited to talk to you I don't know maybe it was in my subconscious, but I just yesterday signed up for my first half marathon uh, in, in February, so I'm gonna. <laughs> Wait till after Thanksgiving and then start training. But yeah, awesome. very exciting. So with engineering and long distance running and ultra ultra endurance sports, both playing such a large part in your life, what are some of the parallels you've observed between the two?
1: You know what you said about how the runs turn into longer right and that actually take a bit more time it becomes clear over time that this is well you might be enjoying this (laughs) there is family and people around you and friends and so there is it's even though running seems like a uh, solo sport it's a team sport and it's a team sport a number of ways one is who you train with possibly and how you who you learn from and how you recharge and observe and get motivated by folks around you but also it's your team your home team that supports you that (laughs) works with your schedule that gets excited for you that you know that gives you a hug when mom comes from from around maybe tired or maybe excited and so yeah it's all the support that i think goes such a long way and counts as well so so that's as far as I feel there is a connection with team aspect of that. But the other parallels, I see a lot of parallels and especially I find myself as I go specifically on a long run by myself or during a race, for some reason I immediately start seeing, drawing the parallels with what happens at work with software development teams. And some of the aspects are thinking about why you're doing this. Hmm. Why is this important? (laughs) Uh, Why is it important for you? And it doesn't have to be anything, you know, incredible, but it's something that matters to you. What what is the goal that you have or goals? And the goals might be changing. Why is it something that gets you excited? I think without having that why, Mm -hmm. it's hard to stay motivated in the long run. And some of those goals might be short short-term ones and some of those if you for me for example I think at this point my first goals were oh I just want to see how it is and it sounds cool and then I think now I've gotten to really appreciate the process of running not just sometimes maybe winning races or not and so for me I would love to be able to run into my 80s and 90s Hmm. so for me I think it's running and staying healthy with that Mm -hmm. so not not just overexerting yourself so why is important and the goals and i think also there is so much that to have to enjoy this to enjoy running or to enjoy your work which we spend a significant portion of our lives at planning is a huge uh, huge part of that and All that goes into planning, actually having a strategy, not just day-to-day being busy. Strategy, understanding where you're going and why. Knowing, understanding the environment and understanding your own and your team's strengths and weaknesses where you might need complementary skills. Or maybe, as I discovered, the other weekend when I went on a race and it was up Mount Tamalpais and it was incredibly tough, I realized that I need to do more training going uphill because I enjoy downhills but not uphill (laughs) as much. And my quads are still slowly recovering. But I think that is also true and that translates to how we do at work. And sometimes we have, as we, for example partner with hooks, we might have complementary skills, or we might have missing skill sets on the team, or also understanding like what the route on a race will look like and mm. what you actually need to train for. Maybe it's going to be completely flat as a pancake, or it's going to be extremely hilly. Similarly, understanding the specifics of a particular undertaking at work, a complexity of the project, complexity of the environment who you need to work with the stakeholders Mm -hmm. who you need to align with depend on right and so on so there's so much that goes into that so not only knowing the goal but also acknowledging and really doing your homework understanding the reality Mm -hmm. and how to plan for that and then once you have that sort of understood then practicing and actually put in the hard work for for the things that are necessary. And importantly, rest should be a part of the plan as well. And I find that, you know, there is the aspect of how stress, how we say stress is not good for people, but then stress can be different. And if we think about physical activity or building muscles or building stamina in endurance sports, you actually need some amount of stress. For example, the muscles get broken up and then the next stage, if you let them, they will build up and recover. If you don't build in that recovery time, then you just burn out and risk injury, which I think is very much true at work and at life outside of sport as well, especially during these times now, during the pandemic and not having a good, divisive line between work and life
0: yeah Um, i think the the learning from sports of like like professional athletes take rest and recovery really really seriously and i remember going to uh i think it was like a women's leadership retreat and one of the uh, two of the speakers were these um two olympians i think one was a swimmer and a volleyball player and they really hammered that in because it's just something that we don't like, yeah, oh, if you're burnt out, take some PTO. But like, it's not really built in, right? right into what pe- how people think about not even just like a year, but like their whole life and like their whole career. One, one thing I really appreciated was how you talked about both like the why and like, I imagine like, why am I running right now? Like what, you know, why am I, like how does this run fit into my training or how does this run, this race fit into whatever? But then also the why behind, like zooming out, right. For you, it's Mm -hmm. health and, and having an active lifestyle and being able to run into your eighties. But it makes me think of like, you know, for an engineer, you might have to have the why of, you know, why am I working on this feature for this cycle? Like, why am I doing this for this two week sprint? Right. It's kind of a, a more sprinting thing, but then like zooming out, you also want to give them the why of, you know, how does the, the team fit into the company how does the company fit into the industry and then ideally you could give them also a sense of like the why of their their career as well of, like how does what they're exactly. doing now fit into um what they want to be doing when they're 80 and I, I don't think that many engineering managers are having those conversations but absolutely. hopefully
1: <laughs> absolutely and uh, yeah and this is actually this reminds me the, the question that i like to ask uh folks thinking sort of maybe not into 80s because more junior folks actually maybe have a harder time even imagining that Uh, but (laughs) right but I think in the industry today thinking about what do you want to do with your career whatever the number of years that you can actually imagine yourself in three years in 10 years 13 at this company or outside of this company Mm -hmm. ideally where are you going and what's your dream What's your dream mm-hmm. job or state? And I think that's that sometimes brings really interesting conversations and hopefully helps people like see beyond the immediate sprint.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love to ask people like just kind of make it okay to talk about when you're not at this company because I think people right. <laughs> that's kind of a taboo topic because if a direct report brings it up, people are like, you know, they feel afraid that their manager might think they're leaving or thinking about leaving and whatnot Um, but I think it's really useful because I've had I mean I've had people say oh I want to go into venture capital or I want to start my own business or I want to be a front-end expert and like all those are vastly different things and like I would look out for different opportunities for each of those people.
1: 100% with you yeah I agree and it's yeah yeah I think it's interesting to apply like even beyond that going to see there might be a dream job that you aren't even close to doing yet and I think beginning or bringing the beginner's mindset to frankly to everything no matter what you do and sort of trying to avoid like preconceived notions and coming into whatever it is with sort of more experiential attitude I think is is incredibly valuable. I see over the last couple of years in in my company, I guess in my in my group, we had quite a few new folks join and new managers. And I always ask people not to forget and just dis- not to discount that when you come fresh and you don't know how this company works. No matter how many years you have behind, right in your experience, question everything and see. Just try to understand. Uh, ask why and try to understand how things are because sometimes we having been doing the same thing over and over you kind of become complacent or you take mm-hmm. things for granted or you create some things that are then hard to kind of undo mm-hmm. and I really really value that curiosity the unending curiosity and mm-hmm. I think it, it helps it leads to I think it helps with just continuous learning and getting better. no matter what you do, running at whatever age in software development, managing bacon cakes, anything.
0: Yeah, I, th- a lot of this is reminding me of a, a lead time chat I had with Dan Na. He's over at Squarespace. And he was talking about this idea of, I think it's called normalized deviance, where like when they looked into why some planes, like planes crashed, it was like you're there, the, the pilots were supposed to go through a checklist, but by the point... The planes crash, like no one was going through the checklist, right? Like these sorts of behaviors kind of become the norm. And then by the time, like they're there for a reason, but they become the norm to not practice them. And so when you do have new engineering managers or engineers come on, you know, really trying to capture that, like, you know, what, like you do that, right? Like, like instead of, you know, letting people, I think the, the default temptation is like, Oh, I'm sure there's a good reason. Let me settle in and not ask too many questions since I'm the new person yeah, yeah. on the team. But really, like I always try to encourage people, like no, like write them all down, like everything that you notice because you have like fresh eyes. And we just had someone come back from maternity leave, <laughs> like like capture all of your observations <laughs> because yeah. it's just a it's such a, a such a gift for a team to get that perspective. Are there any particular mindsets or practices that you've successfully transferred from running to running teams or vice versa?
1: Let's see. So first one that comes to mind, and I think it probably came from software, from running teams into everything else that I do, is the idea of retrospectives I think it goes it's a great tool for continuous learning in general and I find myself doing that at home too and trying not to use the same words with my with my family (laughs) but kind of looking back at whatever experience that you had and I think it's especially powerful and you can do it with yourself Mm -hmm. and you can do it with a group and I think it's especially powerful uh, for shared learning and doing it with a group looking back at how whatever it is, the new project, the race. I always try to, after a race, even like, even while I am running, try to capture things, but then things get more filtered out after you're done and Mm -hmm. the endorphins kick in. Uh, But but essentially having those conversations with the teams about what's working, what's not working uh, in different contexts, whether it's a project, whether it's we've spent a quarter as a new team, how are things? And then... What can we change? And I think it's really, even with your own self, I find it's really important to also employ compassion and like not try to not immediately jump into judging yourself and God forbid anyone else, but really try to understand and more with an eye towards the future, Mm -hmm. because no matter what, you cannot change the past. At least I don't know how yet. Um, maybe we will maybe there will be progress in that but yeah so so I think that's that's a huge one for me yeah and it's sort of rinse and repeat learn plan do your best <laughs> hard, hard work yeah. hard rest
0: I think I'm gonna try I think I'm gonna try finding some opportunities to run retros with my partner and my my kids <laughs> Maybe on this uh, chalkboard right here, but I do, I actually wish we had talked a few days ago because I signed up for the half marathon. And then I told my partner, I was like, oh, by the way, I signed up for this half marathon in February. <laughs> and, and I was like, maybe I should have told him beforehand because, you know, I'm going to need his support with like, when I go out for, especially on the weekend runs, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm probably I'm going to need his help. So I, I'll have to go. We'll have to retro retro on that. <laughs> he was, he was also like, He's like, I'm really happy you're doing this for yourself. He was also a little sad because he's dealing with some Achilles issues. So he's like, Oh, I wish I could do it too. And so it's a good reminder that, you know, even things that feel like solo endeavors are are pretty much always, you know, as social creatures are pretty much always team, team projects. Cool, Anna. Thank you so much. This is a really fun conversation and about something I, I don't know that much about, but I guess I, I'm gonna start training in a in a few weeks. So who knows? Who knows what I'll be running in a few years. Please
1: reach out if I can help, if I can share. any experience, I will.
0: I will. I'll, I'll let you know what, what training program I'm thinking about and you can let me know if it seems reasonable. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much for your
0: time. I really enjoyed
1: our conversation. Jen. You too.
0: Thanks for listening to Lead Time Chats. If you'd like to connect, share, and grow with other engineering leaders, join us at leadtime.range.co. Leadtime community is a space for engineering leaders who aspire to create better working environments for their teams. Hope to see you there.